figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Clicky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Black. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lindy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lindy. The whitefish is semen. Sweet Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Sweet Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got rat tat twilly. Bibleopoly clip. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock! The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Me. Me. You. My so called friends. The Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. I can't not play this. Come on. What you gonna get me come Christmas? I think I already know. I shot the mistletoe. Even though it's early December. I know we'll be pulling our lights come Christmas. We'll be baking a ham. Boiling a can. <laughs> Remember, Christmas, Christmas. 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 Christmas.
Too many days and too many nights. How do you not love this song? <clears throat> I sent this to my cousin and Kim's cousin. In for Christmas, it's, it's contagious. I just want to sing it. So sweet. I know it's December, carried away. Oh, I guess I have to. Oh man. I sent this to my cousin. It's like I listened to 30 seconds. Like, well, you're supposed to listen to the whole thing because it's a fucking classic. Remember. Because Christmas turns me on Too many days and too many nights Hang on, we gotta hear that without my interruption. That is just so perfect. Hang on a sec. Too many days and too many nights <laughs> Until Christmas Eve uh, this, is, this has become my favorite Christmas song. But don't forget the very best things Come for Prices of kisses. How's about a hint for Christmas? All the secrets you keep. Waiting so very sweet. I know it's early December. But I get so carried away. This makes me happy. Oh, I guess I have to wait to Christmas. Dancing by the branch band. My baby won't it be. It's gonna be a night to remember So bring on the bell And carols with bell Oh sugar plum, sugar plum Bring on the bell Come Christmas Turn me on <laughs> Should I just make that? I should just play that on loop for the whole podcast Oh, gonna be a night to remember. That's beautiful, man. I should check. I mean, it's been played on Spotify less than a thousand times, but I'm pretty sure we we must have doubled that in the last two weeks since I first heard that song. And I can't believe it's ten years old and I just heard it. Yeah, what was that, a week, week and a half ago? Not even two weeks ago on the Toucher and Rich program. Basil Mark. So, yeah, it's still, still under a thousand. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Welcome to episode sixty-nine of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Uh, I don't know how long this episode's gonna be because uh, we got we got things to do on a Sunday. We're gonna it's gonna be pretty warm. It's gonna be about sixty degrees in Boston. So we're gonna go check out. They always uh, put the lights up in the common. The public garden, the bridge, you know, everything, everything's nice and lit up. They have the tree. Faneuil Hall does not have the Christmas tree this year, which is a bummer, but that's okay. Uh, the Bo- uh, Boston Common does have the tree, so we're going to go there, hopefully check it out while it's still warm. Just around, you know, we'll head in late afternoon when it starts to get dark so we can enjoy the lights. Okay, those are lovely lights, and then we'll we'll head home. But it'll be nice to see on a, on a nice warm day, maybe walk around a little bit. Anyway, so we got things to get to. I'm not going to be able to get to them all. I still have a bunch of stuff, and it's going to have to wait until next week. Episode 69 is going to be, I think, a pretty abbreviated episode. But of course, as always, we will start with... No, no. No, no, no. We are not going to... (laughs) 
Oh man, stop that. Alright, alright, alright. Let's let's try this. Try something else here. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. That is so loud. Oh my god. That is so loud. Jesus Christ. Okay. NFL picks. Week 14. Let's take a look back at week week 13. I went 9 and 6. Eh. Not bad. Uh, New England won their game against uh, oh against the Chargers. They they crushed them. Arizona lost to somebody. Who even cares? They lost. Seattle lost. So I was wrong about those two. Who did they lose to? Wait a minute. Get my bearings here. Okay, so the Patriots beat the Chargers 45 nothing. Was right about there. Arizona. Where's Arizona? Arizona. Yeah, the Cardinals lost to the Rams. That was a dumb pick, but oh well. Wrong on that one. The Seattle Seahawks lost to the Giants. The are the Giants good somehow? Are the I mean, in that that shitty division of theirs, I guess they are. Okay. Giants win. Whatever. It's 2020. Who even knows anymore? Packers defeated the Eagles. Got that. Miami Dolphins beat the team that they beat, which is the Bengals. Oh, we need some need some more tunes here. There it is. All right. Uh, what did I just say? Who beat the Bengals? The Dolphins. I had that one. That was pretty easy. New Orleans, who uh, may very well win the Super Bowl. They beat the Falcons 21-16. Got that. Chicago did not beat the Lions. The Lions won, coming off uh, firing their coach, and Matt Patricia, and the GM, and all these other guys. And then they won. They won. They beat the Bears. The Bears aren't that good, but that's whatever. Okay. So Chicago lost. I had that one wrong. Tennessee, the Titans lost to somebody. Who? I don't know. I, I, I don't even see it on here. Oh, the Browns. Oh, the Browns. That was a close game. Browns win. I lose. So I had that one wrong. Minnesota Vikings beat the Jaguars in overtime. Had that one. The Raiders beat the Jets, not by much. Had that one, just barely. Colts beat the Texans. Had that one. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Broncos. Had that. San Francisco lost to the Bills. Wrong. I was wrong. And Washington defeated the Steelers. Ended the undefeated streak. And the 72 Dolphins pop open the champagne on week 13 when the Washington football team, the no-name Washington football team, defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore Ravens defeated the Cowboys. I had that. And therefore, I'm 9-6 for Week 13 in the National Football League. Alright, let's get on with this week. Oh, I had uh, I had New England. I was wrong about that. That already happened. I think I said that on last week's episode, because uh, they lost to the somebodies, the Rams, I think. Yep, you were wrong, Hopkins. You were wrong. Alright, let's see. Who do we have? Chiefs and Dolphins. You know something? I'm going to go crazy here, and I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I probably shouldn't. Uh, Tampa Bay and Minnesota. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. It's a Florida football Sunday, I guess. I'm picking all the Florida teams. Uh, I'm not picking the Jaguars, whoever they're playing, when we get to that. Bears, Texans. Hmm. I don't know. Bears. Yeah, whatever. Cowboys, Bengals. I'll go with the boys. Taking the Cowboys. Cardinals, Giants. Will the Giants beat the Cardinals like they beat the Seahawks last week? I don't want to pick. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna pick Arizona. I keep picking Arizona, and I'm going to pick them this week, too. Who else? Broncos, Panthers. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. 
Titans, Jaguars, definitely Tennessee. Like I said, I'm that's one Florida team I will not be picking today. Steelers, Bills. Ooh. Ooh, boy. That's going to be something. That's really going to be some kind of game, I think. And they keep saying if there's a team that can beat the Steelers, it's the Bills. Hmm. Of course, the Giants just beat them last week. Or the uh, Washington just beat them last week. So I don't think they're going to do it. I, I don't... Nah. I'm going with Pittsburgh on this one. I think they're going to stomp the Bills. I hate to say it. The Bills are really good. And they keep saying if the Bills can beat... If anyone can beat the Chiefs, it's the Bills. I think it'll be the Dolphins today. But yeah, I think the Bills can beat the Chiefs too. I think the Bills could go pretty deep into the playoffs there. They're, they're pretty damn good. I just don't think they're going to beat the Steelers today. And I'm probably going to be dead wrong. And the Bills are going to crush the Steelers by like 31-3 to or something. But... I'm going with the I'm going with Pittsburgh. I don't know. We'll see. Colts Raiders. Hmm. I'll take Indy. I'll take the Colts. Why not? Why not? Seriously, well, literally, why not? I don't know. I have the Seahawks Jets. Please, I'll take the Seattle Seahawks Falcons and the Chargers. I'll take the Atlanta Falcons. But who even knows? They're both pretty lousy. Washington and San Francisco. Two teams with the same record. Washington's coming off the big win. Got some momentum. San Francisco coming off the big loss to the Bills. They've got not as much momentum. Oh. Just just pick a team. San Francisco. San, oh, San Francisco. I reluctantly take San Francisco. I don't know. I don't even know. What do I know? And then I'm going to take the Ravens. No, you know what? I'm going to take the goddamn Cleveland Browns over the Ravens on Monday Night Football. And then in case I don't get to it in time next week, for Thursday, Chargers, Raiders, Week 15, I'm going to take who? The Raiders for next Thursday in case I don't get to do a podcast in time. So there you go. Miami, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Dallas, Arizona, Carolina, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Indy, Seattle, Atlanta, San Francisco, and Cleveland are my picks of the week. Toddy for the body might just take the chill off. What are you featuring here tonight, Frank? Oh, I got some fine jazz. Oh, it looks clever. Funny thing, I, I keep hearing bells all day. Well, naturally, everybody does this time of the year. Well, I keep hearing those bells, Frank. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, what fun it is to ride in <sighs> Like I said, I don't, uh, I got lots to talk about. I don't think I'm going to get to it all. I'm going to try and do sounding board theater. I promise that. At some point, I was going to talk about Tinfoil Tammy. I don't think I'm going to get to that this week. I'm sorry. Let's see. What do we have here? There were a couple things from a, a week or two ago. Let's just see. I'm going to read through this. I hope it's as funny as I remember. <laughs> if not, then you'll never even hear this segment. Anyway, I... Uh, I, went, I saved two things from the sounding board. One I just went, read through, and whatever mean comments were originally on there have been deleted, so... Eh, so I'm going to skip that one. But I do have another one. Somebody asked on December 3rd, Alyssa Staples asked, Does uh, Walgreens on Daniel Webster Highway was randomly closed around 6 p.m.? Anyone know if it is just staffing issues? Michael Ryan responds, Chances are COVID issue and a deep cleaning underway. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time they've closed. Not the last... They gotta, they gotta shut down sometimes for half a day and clean that place up, make sure everything's good. Missy Bucci Kennedy says, sign of the new times. If something closes abruptly, it's more likely 
COVID-related. Clean and we'll reopen in a few days. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, Michael Fallon responds, any business that, know, that knows an employee or customer tested positive for coronavirus is mandated to notify state health officials so the public can be notified and take the necessary precautions if they think they may have been exposed to the virus. Yep. Missy Bucci Kennedy. Yes, I know. I own a business that deals with the public. I just find it interesting how we never know if the big stores slash grocery as well as well have had issues. They don't close. And let's be real. They have to have some exposures in the past 10 months. Kelly Azarowski, yes, this is so true. All right, that's, you know, it's a regular, it's pretty civil, explaining that, yeah, sometimes stores have to close. It is odd that the grocery stores never close, but also the grocery stores, uh, you know, Walgreens is pretty important. There's a lot of important stuff there. The grocery stores, uh, that that is where the food is, unless you want to get, buy one, get one of uh, Snickers fun size bags in the Halloween clearance shelf uh, you know there's uh, maybe they have some lunchables that can get you through about two hours of woodstock 99 but not much else so anyway uh so yeah it's a little civil conversation just it's, you know having a, having a little discourse on the old sounding board and then here comes mark stover mark stover is an interesting fellow he uh uh you know not to judge, but he looks like a baby boomer. So maybe the, the whole phone, social media, internet technology thing is not always crystal clear for this guy. He's not only looking like a baby boomer, he just, you know, he does look like a dope, let's be honest. So you can, you can, you can often, more often than not, they tell you not to judge a book by its cover, but more often than not, you can, you can do that. And you'll probably be pretty close. I'm pretty accurate a lot of times. Not all the time, and I'm the first to admit when I'm wrong. I have a, I don't have many talents. One of my talents is I can tell what somebody looks like by hearing their voice. And I'm almost never wrong. And when I am, I would be the first to admit it. I also have a talent of looking at somebody and saying, eh, that guy's probably an asshole. She seems nice. I'll bet I know a little bit about this character. Maybe a little gruff on the exterior, but probably someone you could really warm up to. I'm I'm almost always right when I judge a book by its cover, and I'm looking at Mark Stover, and I'm saying, yeah, He's a dimly lit bulb. That's that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with uh, Mark Dimbulb. Anyway, Mark Stover <laughs> jumps into the conversation. Open close, open close. Library closed again. Bus running. I called Attorney Jen, office in Concord, to explain COVID rules. Code enforcement in Nashua says call cops. Coos. C-O-O-S. Maybe that's Coos, Coos County. Maybe that's what he's... There's, there's a county... That looks like, I, I always thought you pronounced it, pronounce it Coos County, but it's Coos or Coos or something. Mark Stover then responds to himself, cops say call code enforcement. This is, again, this is like Kevin Malone from The Office. Why say many word when few word do trick? <laughs> you know, sea world, sea world. Anyway, I talked to both. One cop on it, A, Mike, B, do I call left message? Everyone passing the buck here. So who enforced COVID rules? Who does fine? He's just responding to himself. And you start to think, like, are there hidden comments? Have I blocked somebody or has somebody deleted their comments and I can't see what he's responding to? And we'll get to that in a second because I wasn't the only one with that question. Uh, Mark Stover then follows up, uh, like, his eighth follow-up to his own comment. First a few warning, then a summons, then the court I find out. <laughs> uh, this is like Charlie's ransom note on... Uh, on, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Money me now, please. 
Uh, Mariah Jean adds uh, a little coherence to the conversation, says most likely due to COVID. When they have a positive case, they have to shut down right away. Have everyone tested, do a deep clean, kind of obvious. This is why a place would close, just at random. Yeah, that's probably. Mark Stover. Yeah, wish wish a explain, that's all, tell public. Then he responds to himself, I don't know why no help. Ect, maybe etc. is what that's supposed to be. He then responds to himself, it's crazy, open close. Mariah Jean then responds to Mark Stover, well, as nice as that would be, they need to take care of the most important. Shut down, clear out, clean, and have everyone tested and quarantined. I think you're getting a little too bent out of shape over it. It's not hard to drive to the next one that's open. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Walgreens. There's literally a CVS across the street. And then you can go a mile or two down the road, and there's another CVS, and then there's another Walgreens, and then I think there's a Rite Aid, too. I didn't even think those still exist, but in Nashville, I think we have a Rite Aid, right by Walgreens. Or did Rite Aid become Walgreens? All I know is there's lots of drugstores. There's Medicine World, that's a mom and pop, that's where I go, where the uh, the pop laughed when I came in with my blood pressure prescription back in 2017, when I was maybe at my absolute worst uh, physical shape-wise. And he laughed and said, this is something that uh, a much, much older individual would take for much higher blood pressure than someone your age should be having. And I said, fuck face, why don't you be me for 10 minutes and you talk to me about blood pressure, you piece of shit, I'll fucking kill you. And then I clutched my left arm and fell into a shelf of cherry lifesavers. Anyway, mom and pop shop. There's plenty in the medicine world. There's CVS, there's Walgreens, there's Rite Aid, there's, there's lots, of, lots of places to get your prescription, your drugs, all that stuff. So yeah, you know, okay, this one's closed. I'll go to the next one. <sighs> Anyways, so she's explaining, yeah, store closed at an odd time is also a dead COVID giveaway. Yeah. Mar- Mark Stover replies, yes, I am bent out of it. Everyone upsets me now. Explain, that's all. Guess I'm duh. I want to know what's up, okay? This is four posts to say those those comments. <laughs> Mar- Mariah Jean responds and says, well, that's your choice to be negative and pouty about it. Rather than responding... Respecting the importance of the random and urgent shutdown. There are other locations. No need to get upset having to drive to the next closest one. Mark Stover. My health too, T.O. Then he responds. So it like closed. Why? Then he responds. G.N. Then he responds. It's just a for information. I do go to any in them. Then he responds. Nice. I get you upset at what I see. Then he responds. I'm not upset. It's just the facts. He's responding to himself. I get you upset at what I see. Then he responds to that by saying, I'm not upset, it's just the facts. Then he responds to that, LOL, crazy. Then he responds to that, I don't even go there to them, LOL. Then he responds to that, later. Uh, <laughs> and then and then he, then Mark Stover has some more. He's got a, a little uh, animated gif of a guy, you know, scratching his head like, oh, cuckoo. Uh, then he responds to that. Kind of duh out there. Then he responds to that. City side, closing breakfast. Then responds to that. More went out. Then he responds to that. Duh, I think dumbing down now for all. <laughs> yeah, there's some dumbing down happening on this thread. There's That's for sure. And it's always, everyone is always aware of the irony of such posts, except for the person posting things like that. Uh, then he, then Mark Stover just randomly, yeah, lady, can't make it there, closing, I read city side. <laughs> Patricia M. Cassiano, OMG, this thread, and then he, res- Mark Stover responds, yeah, yeah, you, and then he responds, you like it, the bitching HR, 
Okay. Uh, Jen Whitehouse writes, Okay, so I was just curious what people would say, and let me tell you, the comments don't disappoint. Why is this guy on everyone's posts every day bitching and sounding incoherent? Just curious. Stacy Dalizio, facts. I was just wondering the same thing about, same, same thing, like, WTF is he talking about? Jen Whitehouse, I read that shit a few times, and I was like, WTF are you even talking about? Alokan Etikuad said he clearly went to the booze store. Uh, Warren Gilman, sounds like he gets pleasure from throwing chum in the water and watching the result. Bottom line is COVID is on the upside. Personally, I'm glad to see establishments doing the right thing, being proactive. My God, we could be living in New York or California. Nobody wants that, I'll bet. Uh, New York's... Isn't New York, like, doing really well with COVID? Like, pretty much the same as Massachusetts and New Hampshire? Everybody, I know everybody shits on, on Cuomo, but their numbers compared to many other states are pretty low, aren't they? Am I missing Am I missing things? California California is a little weird. I, maybe he's talking about the they're being a little... California's being a little nutty with the, you know... What are they going to do? They're going to turn off your water and your electricity if you have uh, if you have people over to your house. Yeah, we always overreact. Anyway, uh, Mark Stover just writes, Yup. And then a laughy face, and then he responds to himself, yeah. Then responds, nuts, lol, have a nice day, okay? Jen Whitehouse then responds to all those four comments, exhibit B. <laughs> uh, yeah, then there are either comments I'm, yeah, Heidi Voliantitis. Heidi Voliantitides McNulty says, There are either comments I'm missing or someone is having a great conversation with themselves. Elokin Etikuad says he's just commenting a lot. Joyce Anderson, most likely the person arguing with him deleted their comments. Jen Whitehouse, nope, he just likes to keep commenting. <laughs> yeah, so there you, there you go. Jen Symes says, Are you okay? Mark Stover responds, Just COVID-19 nuts. Just COVID-19 nuts? Like a squirrel? Eating, you're eating some COVID nuts? Uh, Lexi Lynn Evans says, Yep, the comments section of these groups never fail me. LMFAO. Mark Stover responds, Bring it on. <laughs> Lexi Lynn Evans responds, Bring what on? I think this is hilarious. Half the shit you said didn't even make sense. Oh, man. I think that's it. Oh, Allison Gagnon. And... You can't have a post on a Nashua uh, public forum without somebody named Gagnon, because they are they are everywhere. That is, it's boy oh boy, the 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 deep roots of incest in this state, because <laughs> everyone has the same last name. They have there's one of like four French last names, <laughs> and that's it. Oh man, uh, that, that's it. That's all. Um, I got some more, I got something personally I'll, I'll read you, because this is a little, this is a little silly. This guy's nuts. Uh, so my mother-in-law posted on her Facebook, says, uh, you know, shared from somebody, let me get this straight, you've eaten bologna your entire life, but you'll refuse a vaccine because you don't know what's in it. It's funny, it's a joke, you know, it's a joke, but it's not a joke, it's, it is, it is kind of funny, you know, as I sat there last night eating a McRib. For the first time in eight years, I was very excited about it. 
Boy, it's funny, you you always remember the McRib, or at least for me, I always remember the McRib tasting better than it really is, and then I bite into it and I say, this is fucking disgusting, and then I gobble the whole thing down. And I always, the thing about the McRib is I know I'm going to be, I must know I'm going to be disappointed, even though I like the McRib, and I look forward to the McRib, and then I eat the McRib, and then I hate the McRib, and I'm very disappointed in myself for getting a McRib. And uh, But the thing is, I always get a cheeseburger, I don't particularly like going to McDonald's. I, I would never go, but once in a great while, my youngest child demands it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to demands. You know, that's how I operate. Just you don't have to ask nicely, just demand it of me and, and you'll get it. Um so after we drove around looking for the fried dough stand that was supposed to be at a location last night, but it already closed. We went to the bakery, got a bunch of cookies and baked goods. Then went to McDonald's, got fries and chicken and burgers and a McRib and this and that. And uh, I ate the McRib. And I always wash it down with a cheeseburger because I'm afraid I'm going to be disappointed if I only have the McRib. And then I'm going to just have McRib taste. So I want a cheeseburger to wash it down because at least I know what I'm getting with a cheeseburger. It's still not a cheeseburger, but at least I know what I'm getting. Something that I don't know what I'm getting. And my point is, yeah, it's, it is funny this of all the things that people are against and they're terrified of is a vaccine. And I get it. If it's the very first day of the very first vaccine, yeah, that's a little like, ooh, what? That's, that's never really. That seemed to come awfully quick. And uh, uh, okay, I don't know. You say it's say it's pretty effective. Okay. Uh, me, like, uh, I'm vaccinated. The kids are vaccinated. I got my flu shot a few uh, what a month ago, month and a half, October sometime, I guess. And, uh, yeah, my arm hurt, as it always does, for a day or so, and and then I got a cold, and the cold was gone, like, half a week later. It was nothing. It was a nothing. It was a cold that started out with me saying, oh, man, this is going to be really bad, just like every single cold I ever have. And every year, I get horrible colds. And then I realize, like, oh, that's because I haven't had the flu shot in several years. Not because I'm anti-flu shot, vax, science, government, whatever. I just, honestly, I forget. I just forget to do it. The kids always get it. And you'd think that would jog my memory. And I would say, oh, yeah, the kids got their flu shots in, uh, you know, October, November, whenever they get it. Last year it was kind of late in the season. It was maybe January, but still. Uh, and I just, I just don't. Because the only time I used to get it was either when I was a kid, and so I had to get it, or I worked at a place where they had it in the you know, free flu shots once a year in October, and they bring in the flu shot committee, and they give you a bunch of flu shots. Well, you know, you can give you one flu shot, but it's at work, and it's free, and you can just on your lunch break or something, or after lunch, so that you don't waste your lunch break getting a flu shot. You have your lunch, and then you take an extra hour to wait for the flu shot, so it's an hour you don't have to do work. So I'm happy. Anything that gets me out of work, I'll do that. So I guess that's why I haven't gotten the flu shot in a while. I haven't worked at a place that has free on-site flu shots. Anyway... I got it this year, and the one cold that I had was uh, nothing. It was a little uncomfortable for a day or two, and then it just fizzled out. And I'm not saying that every cold I'm going to have for the rest of the cold and flu season is going to be like that, but boy, oh boy, that sure was easy to handle. That was quick. Came and went. I was still out walking every day. You know, I didn't feel so great. I had to catch my breath a little bit more, get a, you know, clear my throat and that kind of thing, bring a cough drop with me, bring a, bring a, a, a Ricola. Uh, anyways, the, the the point that I'm making is, man, the vaccine's great. You get it. 
I felt nothing other than the, you know, my arm. You know, two of us, my my oldest and I had sore arms for a couple days. Wife and youngest, nothing. It's just interesting how that does, you know, for some people, their arms really stiff and sore for maybe maybe an hour, others for a day, others for several days. It's weird. Anyway, that's the worst that happened. That was the worst. That's the thing I hate most about the flu shot is the stiffness in the arm for a few days. <sighs> Back to this post. Let me get this straight. You've eaten bologna your entire life, but you refuse a vaccine because you don't know what's in it. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. You eat hot dogs, bologna, sausage, and you're okay with that? You eat fucking McDonald's and Taco Bell? You have no problems with that shit? And then like, yeah, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna take no vaccine. Oh no, Bill Gates gonna mind control microchips. No, that's how they get you. <laughs> I mean, you you, it's weird. It's I don't mind stupid people. It's stupid people who are just seem proud of being so stupid and have no desire whatsoever to change that or educate themselves. Anyway, oh, so this opened up a can of worms. So. This guy, I'm just going to call him Fudbone, and you'll see why. His name's Fudbone. He's he's another one of the Elmer... Everybody on social media that come, that steps to me in some way is a is an Elmer Fudd, and I'm Bugs Bunny. And they end up thinking that they're, you know, they think they got me. They think they're, they're, they're you know, they're getting me. And that's, I mean, that just shows you how stupid they are, because they're not. Um, but it's like it's like Elmer Fudd thinking that he's beating the shit out of Bugs Bunny, but he's really just rolling around by himself in a cloud of dust, kicking his own ass, and Bugs Bunny's standing off to the side eating a carrot, saying, what's up, Doc? That's, that's what it's like. I'm Bugs Bunny, and all these people are Fuds. There's just, a, there's just an endless conveyor belt assembly line of Fuds out there, and this guy, has, we'll call him Fudbone. And he posted, uh, 10 years from now, you will hear commercials that say if you took the COVID-19 vaccine between 2020 and 2021, you may be entitled to compensation. Eh, all right, that's that's no big deal, whatever. Uh, this other fella, haven't had a flu shot in four or five years. I'm not starting now. Don't trust the government. Don't trust what comes in the vaccine. Sorry, I'm not in. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, great. Uh, don't take it then. Uh. My mother-in-law wrote, I'd rather have some small side effects from a vaccine than potential death or life uh, or life or death health issues from COVID-19. And then the guy above, I'm none, I'm none trusting. Okay. Fudbone then says, by the way, Fudbone's profile picture is uh, the American flag. So there you go. That's all you need to know. Anyway, uh, I'm sure he's had uh, profile pictures holding a fish that he just caught. I'm sure he's had profile pictures. Actually, I should just check right now. Let's see, because you can look, right? You can look at the profile pictures. Uh, he has many. I don't know. I don't even care. Yeah, the American flag stuff, you know, the usual. Picture of the Constitution. Sure, 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 sure. American flag. Yeah, pictures of family. Looks, he's, he's a nice family guy. He's whatever. Uh, but he's a dope. Fudbone. Fudbone the dope. Uh, so anyway, he says, according to John Hopkins, <laughs> according to John Hopkins experts, the case fatality rate is 1.9% for the U.S. Here we go. Here we go. I, I'm not going to get into this, but that's, you know, just because that means like 300,000 people doesn't mean it's actually low. Uh, fatality rate for influenza, E-N, 
was 1.3%. I'm not trying to catch COVID either, so I'm taking precautions like face masks, washing hands regularly. Okay, that's good. Makes it suspicious when influenza comes around every year, and the flu shot last year was only 45% effective. But this new COVID shot, which is very fresh, has a higher effective rate. Sorry, but I don't believe that. My mother-in-law says, I don't give a flying fig what the percentages are. I don't want to be one of them, nor do I want any of my family members to be one of them. I'm getting the vaccine as I get the flu vaccine every single year. Fudbone responds, I applaud you for being a brave soul. Good luck. Yeah, it's really not that brave. I mean, that's being, uh, you know, it's not brave. It's doing the right thing for yourself and for others and whatever, whatever. Uh, Mother-in-law wrote, good luck to you as well. My mom jumped in. I thought I was reading my own comments because it sounds like my kind of snark. She jumped in and wrote, influenza, not influenza. She corrected his spelling. He responded, thank you. Thank your gracious presence in correcting the grammar error. I guess this is your one good deed of the day to make yourself feel better. Uh, my mother, yeah, once an English teacher, always an English teacher. My mother says, not, not really. And also, it's Johns Hopkins, not John Hopkins. John Hopkins is my husband. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then I jumped in because he's, he's spreading lies about these percentages. He was wrong. The 1.3% for the, for the flu deaths, it's not even close. So I had a whole thing. Well, according to this John Hopkins, there were 40 to 56 million cases of influenza, 24 to 62,000 deaths. That's 0.06 to 0.11, not 1.3%. In addition, the influenza vaccine is typically between 20 and 50% effective. So last year wasn't really any major anomaly within the usual range. But considering 56 million had the flu and less than half a percent of them died, I will take 45% over zero. As far as the low 1.9%, there have been about 16 million cases of COVID in the U.S. and almost 300,000 deaths. That's the same number of people who died from the flu on a global basis last year. You can believe and not believe whatever science you want. That's the great thing about science. It's not a belief system. It's science. And it doesn't give a shit if you believe in it or not. But at least get your facts and figures in order before spreading misinformation on social media. That was what I said. I don't think it was insulting. I just kind of said, look, dude, I've been more insulting to this guy in the past because he's a knucklehead. Um, but he's never hes never been a dick. He's just like, he's just stupid. And I, you know, I try not to be a dick to him. And we, you know, we go back and forth and then that's it. And I've been really, I've been really good about not getting into this shit as of late because it's just so time consuming and it's like life is short. So whatever. But I figured eh, this will be, I need some podcast material. So let's get into it a little bit. And then, so Fudbone responds, by the way, his real name is Andrew Rathbone. I don't really give a shit if you know his name. But uh, anyway, Fudbone responds, oh, here we go with this dipshit. <laughs> and he's, he's a southern guy, so I'm, I'm sure he sounds like this. I certainly don't give a shit about your response. Science can be interpreted thousands of ways. <laughs> Wrong. And with your response above, the only right one is yours, according to you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I wrote, no, it literally cannot. It's science, not poetry. They used to interpret the sun as different things, like gods, and then science proved what it actually was. You can still believe the sun is God, but you'd be wrong, because science. I'm sorry that facts and figures is a touchy subject for you. I wasn't looking to insult you. Just pointing out that you were spreading false information. Based on your poorly executed insults and infantile responses, I can see my accuracy has struck a nerve. Either way, you spreading false information doesn't make it true, but your profanity-laden tantrum is even more revealing than your original comment. Thank you for helping me prove my point. 
Uh, it took him 12 hours to respond. You are definitely a product of receiving too, T-O, too many participation trophies. I want to make it known that I have received, I think, a grand total of one participation trophy on the swim team, uh, which I did earn. I got best dancer. And I worked harder dancing at swim meets than I did at swimming. So that was not a participation trophy. That was a real trophy for a real accomplishment, which was being the best dancer on the swim team. So you don't know what you're talking about. The other trophy I won, second place in a wrestling tournament. Why? Because I wrestled better than all the other guys except for one guy. That's why. And that's those are my only trophies. I think I had, oh, and I got some trophy for some uh, best uh, uh, VIP MVP most improved newcomer or something on the first year on the wrestling team. Some bullshit. I, I don't know. But it was, he didn't, coach only gave out like four trophies, and I got one of them. So not a participation trophy, an actual trophy. And the next year, I didn't get a trophy at the end of the year banquet. The four or five people got, you know, MVP and AVP, VIP, most this, best that, and I didn't get shit. So, because I didn't, uh, I didn't earn it. Even though we were undefeated and I was the captain of the team and I led the team to 100% victory, that was trophy enough for me. And then I went on that year and got a big tournament victory, second place, first loser. But it's still a victory over all the other losers, so good for me. Anyway, so no participation trophy. I've never gotten one participation trophy. But anyway, uh, he continues. <clears throat> Does your mama cut your steak into little pieces for you? Dipshit, you ask ten doctors or scientists the same question, you'll get many different answers about the virus. So which information is false? Which doctor or scientist is telling the truth? You believe what you want, and I'll believe what I want. It's okay, no reason to get your panties in a bunch. Apparently, you're, Y-O-U-R, extremely sensitive, and go crawl back into your little safe bubble. <laughs> I love when people are just projecting. They're just ex they're they're really without even a hint of irony. They're just it's it's funny. It's like I'm like I didn't even insult this guy. I didn't call him stupid. I didn't say him, I didn't call him a dipshit. I didn't respond in anger. I even my first yeah I know it's annoying because I you know I was like just being a nerd like um excuse me actually your facts and figures are wrong and here's the fa I get that it's a little you know it's a little annoying. But, dude, I don't give a shit what you say on Facebook. If you start just posting lies, I'm going to fucking call you out. Sorry. We got enough lies. Anyway, he writes, LMAO, I got proceed with this. Damn, John, you are wound up tighter than a 10-day clock. You are so predictable and easily offended if someone doesn't align with your way. This was comical while it lasted. Do you want to argue over the sky color next? <sighs> He's a brilliant man. I wrote, wow, lots of projection in that response. <laughs> You're revealing a lot more about yourself than you are about me, my man. I seriously think you need to talk to someone. Your responses are not usually this rage-filled and juvenile. Usually you're just uninformed, but not nearly this spitting mad. A nerve has definitely been struck. You're right about that. You got called out for posting misinformation. You could simply say, oops, my numbers are wrong, and move on. But this is honestly out of character for you. We usually go back and forth, and that's that. Now you've stooped to participation trophies and panties in a bunch and safe space, safe space and a number of tired tropes with an unironic lack of self-awareness that I haven't seen in quite some time. Anyway, you use fake numbers to make an incorrect point. You got called out, had a tantrum. Either way, your figures are still incorrect. 
P.S. I'm sorry if you thought stake cutting insults would be my Achilles heel, but sadly, no dice. It was a good effort, though. <laughs> oh no, he hit me. He went for the jugular, my stake cutting abilities. Because <laughs> uh, I still sit there with a spoon, and Kim is like, oh, we've been through this. It's a knife. It's a steak knife, not a spoon, you idiot. Oh, why are your panties always in a bunch trying to cut steak with a spoon? <laughs> Andrew Rathbone was right. You don't know anything about the steak cutting. And then I slam my plate down. I'm like, you know I'm sensitive about that topic. This is a sore spot for me, my steak cutting skills. <laughs> uh, and I just wrote back, can you show me where I was offended? Seriously, get a screen cap and show me. I'll set my clock for 10 days so you have enough time. I don't need anyone to align with my way. Just post the correct info. Your percentages were wrong. You got called out and spent this whole time throwing childish insults at me. Talk about sensitive. By the way, that's the whole problem. You think it was an argument. It wasn't. It was Elmer Fudd thinking he's beating up Bugs Bunny while Bugs is standing off to the side eating a carrot and Elmer is spinning around in a cloud of dust kicking his own ass. Thanks for the laughs, Fudbone. <sighs> and then I wrote not in response to any, any particular thread. I got the flu vaccine this year. Some major side effects to consider. My arm was sore for half a day, and the cold I got a month later lasted about three days instead of three weeks. Brutal. I could definitely feel the dark powers of Bill Gates flowing through my veins. And then I posted my favorite little uh, meme as of late that my buddy Joe, Joe Nicky, the proprietor of CVT Soft Serve Ice Cream out in Los Angeles, posted, which is uh, it's a picture of a scientist or a doctor, and she has, you know, she's holding up, uh, you know, vials and test tubes and as a whole she's in her lab with all her stuff doing science scientific research vaccine research and next to that picture it says vaccine research and then the other picture is a girl sitting on the toilet <laughs> holding her phone in her hand while taking a shit and it says anti-vax research and that's 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 pretty much it's pretty much what it boils down to so there you go old fud bone Old Fudbone. All right, let me take a quick break and come back, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna close up shop because I gotta get out of here and get going on other things. Stick around. Oh yeah, a little chill out. A little Good King Wenceslas. Patrick Cruchane remix as heard on the fabulous new holiday channel on Sirius XM called Holiday Chill Out. It's such a good channel. Anyway. Here it is. Yeah. It's just nice. I, I basically... What's on all day or all weekend and then all evening is... Uh, Traditions, holiday traditions on Sirius XM, which is so good. It's so well programmed. It has everything. It has all my, you know, Sinatra, Dean Martin, Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, <clears throat> all that stuff. Harry Connick, Michael Bublé. I don't know. Anybody who's done, you know, classic Christmas standards and things like that. It has a lot of the songs from those Christmas cocktails albums that I love. It's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. And then when you, you know, you want to mix it up a little bit. Put on some chill out. 
beats. They they threw in this, uh, yeah, they, they put together this Sirius XM holiday chill-out. I hope, because I, I think there's a couple Christmas stations that they leave on all year long. I think Holly, Sirius XM Holly, which is okay. It's a little more of the pop, the popular and, the, and more of the pop kind of stuff. You know, you're going to hear, uh, I don't know, Bruce doing, uh, You better watch out, you better not go. You're going to hear that stuff. And Mariah Carey, and I don't even know. That's fine. It's fine. I can take it in small doses. Uh, but yeah, it's, man, holiday traditions is where it's at. And uh, yeah, they have a lot of good Christmas channels. I think traditions plays all year. Maybe not. Maybe it's only Holly, but I wish they would leave traditions, holiday traditions up all year. And I wish they would leave this Christmas chill out up all year too, because it reads. You know, I'm I'm not gonna listen to holiday traditions in March, or any really any other time except November, December, maybe early January. I don't know. Uh, but this one I could listen to all the time. Some of the songs aren't even Christmas; they're just I don't know winter chill out. They have good winter vibes. Anyway, it's really nice. Okay, we're gonna leave. I'm going to end this podcast pretty soon, but, uh, man, God, there's a lot to, to yeah. Spoil, let's see, Sounding Board Theater, got to that. Getting Fired from KB Toys, that was on last week's episode. Rebecca cheering me up. I, I'll talk about that real quick. This was election night, and I was sick, and I was just lying in bed, and I had no energy, and I was very bummed out and depressed. Things weren't looking like they were going very well at that point in time, but at, uh, you know, 8 or 9 o'clock on election night or whatever time it was. And my good friend Rebecca texted me to, uh, really just to chat about horror movies. She was telling me, you know, because we were, we were going back, she's a huge, huge enthusiast of all things horror and Stephen King and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And uh, really quite the expert in that, in that area in a lot of ways. And we were talking about the things that we were watching on Shudder. I'll tell you, man, it took my mind off things for quite a while. We were just, you know, I completely just got immersed into this discussion on, I was telling her I was excited about some horror movies that I think I mentioned on the podcast back in October, some stuff that we had been watching. She was mentioning some stuff that she likes. She mentioned a few Christmas horror movies that I hadn't seen. I mentioned a few that I had seen. And we went back and forth for 20 minutes just talking about horror films and things like that on Shudder. And man, it, uh, I, I was almost getting emotional, like getting choked up that like, it was just really nice of her to reach out to talk about s- other things. <laughs> it was very, very nice. It's a good friend. We, we refer to each other as BFF and Bestie. And it's, uh, it's really true. She's a great person. She's not listening to this podcast because she's a fuck, fucking asshole. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, but I, I love her, and I love Ray. Two great friends, and so it was nice to uh, it was nice to hear from her on the election day. It's, I've been meaning to talk about that for, obviously, over a month. Um, actually, and I know uh, superfan Nate Stengraphics is listening, and uh, I don't know why. Maybe it was on Instagram, and Nate's wife, Beth either responded to something that I had in my Insta story or I responded to something in her Insta story. We chatted, not for too long. It was maybe 10 minutes, a couple back and forths. And uh, it was just very nice. Also on election night. And I, I really appreciated that. It made me it made me happy just to talk to to talk to friends and have some, you know, some positive 
messages coming in on a night that was like <laughs> started out not so great. I think a lot of people were feeling feeling a lot of deja vu from the four years prior on that uh, November third. But then things got better as the day as the weeks as the days went by and the weeks went by. But that's not really the point. The point is it was nice to have a, a couple of friends uh, reach out and chat on election night. So thank you, Beth, and thank you, Rebecca. Two good friends, good people, good families, good everything. Just good people. Uh, man, and then I talked to, uh, speaking of Nate's, I talked to Nate, old Nate Duell from, uh, you you may remember from our, from our video podcast, our season one finale, of course, super fan Nate, and his wife, of course, super fan Dumas, and, uh, Nate and I were texting the other night, and, uh, I texted him just to reach out and, uh, say hi, see what was up, and Nate said something that was really funny, unintentionally, <laughs> uh, oh, because, okay, here's something, I, alright, by the way, I'm gonna play a little more chill, this was on serious, uh, chill out, Christmas, chill out, the Nutcracker, Berlin Symphony Orchestra, Nutcracker, with Baz Cuts Breaks. So a little more, a little more of Sirius XM holiday chill. Anyway, uh, so Nate, Nate and I were texting, and <laughs> excuse me, I had thought of this is so a million years ago. Nate and I were on vacation in Myrtle Beach, uh, which is actually that's where I met super fan Amy. Believe it or not, twenty five, six years, twenty four years ago, twenty four years ago. And uh, in, on that vacation, there was some kid, and his name started with a P. And I, I want to say his name was like Presley or Prescott or Preston. S one of those like shitty names that you only hear in the South. Like no dude north of like Richmond, Virginia has a name like that. You know, I'm Prescott. Pre I'm Presley Preston Prescott. It was one of those three. And I couldn't fucking remember. There was also some girl we met whose name was like, I think her name was Phyllis, and I kept calling her Florence because I'm I'm like who, who is my age and has the name Phyllis or Florence? I'm sorry, they're both just as absurd. And no offense to any young people named Phyllis who are under the age of forty out there, but I mean, what are you doing? Well then, Phyllis. Anyway, so this uh, Prescott Preston Presley, I could not remember his name. You know, because you're a teenager and you be, you go to the hotel and you meet people on the beach and you you hang, you spend the week hanging out with all these strangers and they become your friends and and all that stuff. A anyway, I couldn't for the life of me remember this Presley Prescott Preston guy's name, and and I got it wrong every time, and so I just started calling him Puddentane. Ah. <laughs> uh. And, uh, yeah, Nate, Nate and I would just refer to him as Puddentane. <laughs> Which, frankly, is better than either of those other three names. And, uh, so then we'd be on the beach and, uh, I'd be like, Hey, what do you, you know what Puddentane's doing tonight? You know, what's, where's Puddentane? What's my name? Puddentane. Ask me again, I'll tell you the same. Puddentane, that's the name. <laughs> anyway, so, so Nate and I were texting and I just randomly... I just randomly mentioned 
uh, where was it? Uh, yeah, I just I randomly mentioned how I I just thought of uh, Puddentane. So in this text to Nate, I just said, "Hey, you remember Puddentane? I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about Puddentane for the first time in 25 years the other night." And uh, and Nate responded saying he meant to say that we were a couple of regular we were a regular couple of ball busters or something like that because we were calling the kid Puddentane. <laughs> Uh, but he spelled it, his text came out, yeah, we were a couple of regional busters. <laughs> I don't know why this is making me laugh. We said, Nate said in the text, instead of saying we were a couple of ball busters or regular ball busters for making fun of this kid, Puddentane, it came out with a spelling error. It just said a couple of regional, <laughs> regional busters. And he goes, nope, regular. Ball busters fail, and I just thought that was so funny. Regional busters, that's hilarious. So I said, if we, I said if we had gone to WWE as a tag team, we could have called ourselves the Regional Busters. You could have been Ron Buster from Branson. I could have been Wayne Buster from Kalamazoo. And Nate, Nate said, what would our song have been? I was thinking we'd be Love Roller Coaster. We could edit in Regional Busters instead of Roller Coaster. And I thought, yeah, there we go. This is the uh, theme song for the Regional Busters. Wayne and Ron Buster. From Branson and Kalamazoo. Regional Busters of love. Regional Busters. Regional Busters. Regional Busters. Anyway. <laughs> Off the top rope, the greatest tag team. Regional Busters. Say what? Regional Busters. Anyway. Your love is like a regional buster, baby. <laughs> Off the top rope, the regional busters. Oh, goddamn. Anyway. <laughs> so I said, uh, yeah, so we were going back and forth doing the, quoting the lyrics to this song and changing it to regional busters instead of roller coaster. Nate said, it's, it's just the right amount of cheesy for WWE. And I said, yeah, and the name has layers. Since we would hail from different regions, but we'd also bust the different regions of our opponents. He's really going to work on his opponent's lower back region. You could even say he's busting that region. Uh, and I said, honestly, it's a pretty catchy name. Rolls off the tongue. The regional busters take on the nasty boys next week on Monday Night Raw. Anyway, and Nate said, amazing. Let's do it. Uh, and then Nate said, he's really working that pectoral region. So there you go. So the Regional Busters, this is our theme song. In another universe somewhere out there, Nate and I pursued the ultimate dream, rising to the top of the tag team ranks in the World Wrestling Federation, later, later to be renamed the WWE. Yeah. Of love, Regional Busters. Uh, 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 regional Busters. 
of pain. Say what? Regional busters off of the top rope. We're gonna be the tag team champions, baby. We're gonna win. Become the tag team champions, baby, of WWE. Yeah, this this writes itself. Regional busters, baby. Uh, that's fun. Alright. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. A good text conversation with Nate. And, uh, yeah, I think it's... Is it time to wrap things up? God, there's so much... Uh, there's things I wanted to talk about. I, well, let me talk about it. Let me hit it real quick. Because I don't have time. Now that this song over, I think it's over. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, what was I talking I wanted to talk about something. Christmas Chronicles. I, I have to mention this. We, we, we tried to watch Christmas Chronicles 2 last night. Oh my god, what happened? What happened? We made it an hour into that thing. And Cam was actually the one to ask to turn it off. Like, at first we were laughing at it, how bad it was. I mean, the, first of all, the first Christmas Chronicles is so good. It's so good. It's such a good movie. Kurt Russell, I've said this before on the podcast, he is Santa Claus. He is, we finally, there's been so many shit, most Santas are shitty Santas. I don't know why, but it's always some grouchy old grump. And Santa always wants to, you know, the kids don't deserve the toys this year. Fuck those kids. <laughs> like, he's just a grump. He's just an asshole. I don't, I don't get it. He's Santa Claus. Like, this guy delivers toys once a year on Christmas. You think he'd be pretty happy. The elves do all the work. Yeah, he's got a he's got a rough 24 hours once a year. I could do that if I had a magic sleigh. You have to go, yeah, you have to go to every house. I mean, that's not that's not that bad. You know, it's a lot of magic involved. I don't think, I don't see what the big deal is. And he's always portrayed as an asshole, a grumpy dick. And Kurt Russell is perfect. He is a perfect Santa Claus. And the first movie is great, and so much of what makes it great is Santa out in the real world walking around, I guess, what's supposed to be the streets of Lowell, Massachusetts, or where... No, he ends up... They end up in Chicago. It starts in Lowell, Mass, but they go to Chicago, and... I think it's Chicago, right? Anyway, and he's just kind of, you know, he's in a diner, and he's talking to people, and he knows what they want because he's Santa Claus. It's just... It's so great. It's The first one is so great. And, um... Boy, we got into this second one, and it is, it's just a kid's cartoon. Like, what the fuck are we looking at? It's elves, and it's the same goddamn tired fucking bullshit, cliche crap that they do. You know, the elves have a choreographed dance number to, like, I don't even remember if it was, like, Macarena or I Like to Move It, Move It. You know, one of the songs that they use, it's one of the three songs... God, I wish I had come up with one of those songs because they use it in, like, every goddamn CG kids fucking piece of shit cartoon movie. And Christmas Chronicles is just... It's a cartoon now, basically. Because they're at the North Pole, and it's all the stupid CG elves. And I know the elves, the CG was in the first one, but it was a scene. It was a one scene where they went to the North Pole, and stuff happened, and, you know, it was okay. But the rest of the movie was, was Santa out in the real world, and... And this is just like, ugh, and Bell Schnickel is like, what the, f- what are we doing? This is the story? I get it, you you know, you want to put it out, get a sequel. Eh. 
I don't know. Maybe the second hour is better than the first. I can't imagine this movie's going to pick up, but it is just so bad. So bad. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, and then it's just like, yeah, Belschnickel was an elf, and then he became a person, and then he's, he's a dick. And I, I, it was very hard to even care, very hard to pay attention. Whereas that first one we watched over and over several times because it was just so good. And this second one is, I mean, Kurt Russell's still, you know, he's still got it. He's still Santa. Goldie Hawn is really good as Mrs. Claus. I, I, but, boy, it's just it's just such a cartoon. There's just too much CG. It just feels like every movie that they've made in the last 10 years for kids. You know, the first one was... Somebody put it best. The first one is a family movie, and this second one is a kid's movie. It's for babies, I think, because I'm, like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, what is... This isn't for me. This isn't even for my kids. My kids are only two years older than when the first one came out, but, like, man, they I think they would have thought this was, like, some baby stuff two years ago. Uh, I don't know. What do I know? Okay, so I wanted to talk about that. Uh, Tinfoil Tammy, that's going to wait. It just is. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I want to talk about video games. I don't have time. I'm getting into... I'll tell you what, I started every June. I've mentioned this before. Every June, since I got the first uh, Nintendo Switch that this family owns, which you know, eventually just became not my Switch. And so then you go out and you get another Switch, and then that becomes not your Switch. <laughs> and now you see, uh, okay, each of my kids are sitting on the couch with a Switch, and I have no Switch. How did this happen? Anyway, my, my goal is to change that soon, but nevertheless... Who knows what Santa has in his sack in a few weeks. <laughs> Hopefully he has some, some nice treats for me, too. I can tell you this, Mike. Oh, boy. I don't know what Santa's planning on bringing, but I know from our perspective, these kids are going to be... I keep my voice down. They're going to be spoiled more than more than ever. We have, we have definitely replaced people with things this year because we cannot give them people. We are not going anywhere. As we often, as we always do, this will be the first Christmas ever uh, that we haven't been with with our loved ones, uh, you know, celebrating together as we always do. And yeah, I mean, it's entirely due to COVID and everything. Just I don't, I think it's way too risky. This vaccine's coming out, so I feel like this is the only one that we'll have to skip. And then next year we can we can go and get together and do all the the things that we do, get vaccinated and. Be safe, get rid of those goddamn masks, and get back to kind of like, okay, life is life is sort of kind of normal-ish again. That's good, and we can visit people. And uh, But this year, it just ain't that year. This is the year where I say we're going to skip one year so that we can be safe and have many years to come of these Christmases and get-togethers and fun vacations and whatnot. Uh, and I'm very excited that I'm actually, was I complaining on the podcast about vacation time, how I don't get paid because I'm a contractor? Well, that's coming to an end. I'm very excited. January 4th, the third consecutive year that I am ending the new year. I'm ending the old year and leaving the old job behind and starting the new year fresh with a brand new job. I'm very excited about this one because it's a full time back to having all the, 
all the lovely things that come with being a full-time employee, the salary, the benefits, the the vacation time, plenty of it. All uh, it's 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 a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. So we're actually gonna take. I'm gonna take vacation in 2021. This has not happened. Hey, technically, 2019, we took a vacation, went to went to Norway, but I didn't get paid for it because I was a contractor. Uh, so, to going on vacation and getting paid money to be on vacation, 2018 was, I guess, the last time. Um, and you know, I get it. What was me? <laughs> a lot of people who, you know, don't get vacation time, and you know, they're in business for themselves. They 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 take time off and they don't make money. I get it. So like, you know, boohoo. What was me? But it's just, I'm just saying, it's nice. It's very stressful. This is the third year that I've spent Thanksgiving and Christmas doing the resume thing and the interview thing and, the, you know, the rejection thing and the this and we think we're going to get there, and but then we don't, but then we do and it's back and forth and it's it's such a, it's really a roller coaster. It's not a love roller coaster. It's a pain roller coaster, much like the regional busters might provide in, inside the squared circle. But it's a real-life one where you say, am I going to be employed on January 1st? Hmm. This could be problematic, if not. And now I know that I will be, and so it's very... It all paid off. And hopefully this is it. This is the thing. I, I'm tired of the, like, every year... Like I said, this is the third holiday season that I have been on the job hunt. The last two was not because I needed to, it was just because I wanted to, because I was miserable where I was. And this is, this is actually, this was more of a necessity. Like, I don't, I might not have a job after December 31st and nobody is telling me anything. So I got to get off my ass. And by the way, I, I, I shouldn't be spilling all this, but my current, my current position, my recruiter, I'm recruited, a firm recruited me, so I am technically employed by that firm. And I have been on site as a contractor, as a consultant, since January. My recruiter is not particularly good. And the account manager is not particularly good. And I was talking to him the other day. This was this week. So we're talking like December 9th, 10th, almost halfway through December. And I still don't even know. I, I still hadn't heard if, like, I was going to, are they going to bring me back? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's, nobody knows. So he actually said to me, he goes, well, here's what I would do if I was you. Like, okay, here's some advice from a, from somebody who's been in the business for a while. Yeah, go ahead, shoot. What would you do if you were me? He's like, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. If I were you, I'd get my resume updated <laughs> and get it out there. And I said, uh, yeah, okay, let me write that down. Get my resume updated. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah, we're we're a few months past that point, dude. <laughs> we're way past that point. My resume has been updated since June, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 out there. The resume's out there. It's been out there for quite some time. Oh, oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. And so this, uh, so so then he said, well, I'm gonna email so and so at your company to see if they're gonna extend your contract. I'm like, yeah, do an email. Nothing says urgent like email. Definitely don't pick up the phone and call and. Uh, you know, have any kind of sense of urgency because, you know, we still have a solid three and a half weeks left and that's plenty of time in December to find a job. Holy mackerel. Wow. What's, what's sound advice? 
middle of December. Let me write this down. Update resume and apply for jobs since I may not have one on January 1st. Boy, you th you think that I'm that dumb? Sleepy boy? I call him sleepy boy because every time I call him, either he doesn't pick up or he picks up and he sounds like I'm waking him from a nap, which is pro honestly probably true. Because I've been talking to this guy for a year and it's only recently that he sounds like this. I'm thinking he's just like, and he told me they're fully remote now. So this guy's probably at home being a sleepy boy. Anyway, but that's okay because he's history. Uh, the, the thing that I'm on currently is history as of as of December 31st. It's very sad because I really enjoyed it. It's It was really a good good fit for me, but it's it's over. And on to the new things, and I'm very excited. I'm really excited, and I think it's going to be great. <sighs> that's not what I was originally talking about, though. There was something else, and I... <laughs> <laughs> completely got off track. Oh man. Oh, vacation stuff, I guess, and and seeing the family. So anyway, so we're not going to see Oh, that's that was the original thing. We're not going to see the family this year. We'll have plenty of uh, you know, FaceTime and Zoom and that kind of thing, but we're not going to we're not going down there. And I'm sure as hell not getting on a plane. I'm not driving all that way and I have to stop all those times at gas stations and rest areas and this and that. No, 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 no. Not doing that. So, yeah. Um, and so as a result, I, uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> the kids, the kids are going to be, since we can't give them people they love, we will be replacing those people this year with things and there will be many things. So it'll be, ex it'll be exciting in that, uh, in that regard, but also very sad. Yeah, kids don't get to play with their cousins this year. All the usual stuff. I mean, that's Christmas. It really is. I hate I hate the idea of being in North Carolina for Christmas, but we go every year and it, it is Christmas because we're with, you know, we're with the family and we're in their cozy homes and everything like that. And everybody's together. And sometimes it's the only time of the year that we are all together. Usually it's the only time of the year that we're all together. So it sucks, but, uh, but we'll be, we'll be replacing people with things because <laughs> that's, uh, that's where, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> anyway. All right. It's time to go. I got to go. We got to go. And I hope you have enjoyed episode 69 of the Birthday Boy podcast. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could get to more. I also hope you enjoyed last week's uh, last week's special game show. I don't know. I do these bits, and then I, I don't get any feedback, so I can only assume that it's <laughs> it's not worth the effort of spending an entire Sunday, just like the uh, the musical stuff and the you know all these other things. I don't know. But maybe it is. Maybe I assume. I like to think when I'm when I'm recording it and then playing it back, like I can. I picture people laughing. I think they're laughing, but maybe not. Well, that's okay. As long as you keep listening and subscribing, I don't give a shit if you're not laughing. As long as you're listening. But it is odd to think that you're just stone face while I, while I'm churning out comedy gold. I mean, come on, orgasm or Christmas surprise? That's that's gold. That's gold. Uh, not really. All right, uh, it's time to go. Have a great week. Remember. Kindness matters and positivity is dumb, I guess. I don't know, but I do need to go. I'm so over time. All right. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next time on episode 70 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. This has been episode 69. Tell your friends all about it. Uh, like and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Stitcher and Google and all the other places where you get podcasts. That's it. Talk to you next week. Later, Gators.
Yes. Hello, Cliff. Cliffy, yes, this is your grandma, Cliff. Cliff, this is grandma, Cliff, Cliff. Give me a call, why don't you? Cliffy, did you see us last week on that new hit game show? Screaming orgasm or Christmas surprise. Did you see your grandmother and your uncle Cliff and your cousin Cliff? Oh my God, we had so much fun. But then I found out that they canceled the show immediately after that episode aired. Nobody wanted to watch it. I don't, I don't understand why. Anyways, Cliff, I'm calling because the Holiday Spectacular is coming up very soon, just a few weeks away until the 2020 Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island. And I, I, I wanted to tell you, I'm too excited. I can barely contain myself, Cliff. I wanted to tell you about the, uh, the T-shirts that I made up for this year's Holiday Spectacular. And the T-shirts say, Cliff's Underneath the Tree. And I had it abbreviated, so it says K-U-N-T, for Cliff's Underneath the Tree. The, the, the T for the is silent, so Cliff's Underneath the Tree. K-U-N-T. Well, I tried on my shirt. It fits perfectly. It really, it really brings out my ample bosom. Yes, and, and I think I got a lot of stares because I was I put it on and I went out. And, of course, I had my mask on. I went to the store. I was at the uh, supermarket, Cliff. And I was walking around and I had my Cliff's Underneath the Tree, my K-U-N-T shirt on. And a lot of people, everyone was staring at my chest. I can only imagine it's because the, the, the T-shirt is a little tight. So it, it brings out, like I said, it brings out my, my huge melons, my, my humongous jugs, Cliff, my my giant pendulous breasts and everyone was staring at them and they were pointing and laughing and I felt very upset I felt very sad about this I don't know why people would laugh at such a beautiful set of bosoms Cliff I don't understand so I don't know but anyways I was very proud to show off my KUNT t-shirt for the Cliffs Underneath the Tree Holiday Spectacular and I sent yours on the way and I know you're going to get it and you're going to you're not going to want to put it on and you're going to bitch and moan like you do about putting on t-shirts but I want I want all my Cliff family members to wear their KUNT shirts their KUNT shirts <laughs> get it anyways Cliff Call me back. I know you won't because you're a goddamn son of a bitch bastard. But I want you to send me, at least send me a picture. Take a selfie in your KUN t-shirt. Okay, Cliff's Underneath the Tree 2020. It's going to be so exciting. My little baby boy, butter boy, in, in his t-shirt. I want to see it. I can't wait to see you in your KUN t-shirt. And we'll all have our shirts on together. And we'll all be merry and bright and Cliff's underneath the tree this year. I can't wait. Okay, Cliffy, your shirt's on the way. Call me when you get it. I know you won't, but you better call. You're breaking my heart, you son of a bitch. Okay, Cliff, I have to go. I have to go put on my shirt because I'm going I'm going to the health club now. And I want to show off my, my KUNT uh, Womack family shirt at the, at the health club for all to see and all to enjoy. And they can laugh and point and snicker all they want, but I'm very proud of my KUNT shirt. Okay, Cliff, you gotta go. Talk to you soon. Bye.